Hello and welcome to this IBR Extra, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. In the 40th edition of our program, which aired during the first weekend of October 2020, we discussed the impact of the coronavirus pandemic on small business in this country and why recovery for those businesses is so important. Andy Gray is president of Strategy Leaders, a consulting firm that works with small businesses. To help people understand the full context, help me understand how important, quote-unquote, small businesses are to the American economy generally. Generally, they are half the economy, so half the jobs and half of the revenue we produce in this country. They're the major source of exports. They're also the major source of innovation in terms of product development. They're also the first job and the last job for most people in our economy. So someone who is trying to get a start and learn how to work in business gets their training there. Someone who is looking for meaningful work at their end of their career often, most often ends up there. We hear the phrase small business a lot. What do you mean when you say small business? So there are two classic definitions. One is under 500 employees. The other one is under 250 employees. There's not a lot of difference in the numbers in that group because between 250 and 500, there just aren't that many businesses. When you talk about small business, you're talking about 95 to 98% of all companies in this country. They are privately held, owner-operated for the most part, and they have two or more employees. So that is a, an important criteria because if you don't count the number of employees, there are lots of shell companies out there. So I tend to focus on the six million companies that are doing business with employees in place. As opposed to someone who just makes a little bit of incidental money through something in their basement or their garage, it's revenue, but they don't have employees. It's just sort of a side business. You're talking about ones where multiple people depend upon, directly depend upon the success of that enterprise. That's part of it. I'm also ruling out the shell companies that are established to hold assets. So we have lots of clients that have four or five companies to hold real estate or equipment, and those aren't operating companies. I want to focus on the operating companies. So they obviously don't have the sort of resources, they don't have the sort of diversified multiple locations to where they have the ability potentially to ride out an economic downturn, especially one like we've had with the pandemic. So what are some things that these businesses that you focus on can do in order to remain viable going into 2021? One of the things that's most common about them is most small businesses have less than one month of reserves in place going into a kind of downturn. If you don't have capital and you're relying on credit lines and the banks start pulling in their credit lines or you max out your credit line and can't get any more and you don't have cash of your own to fall back on, you don't have the resources to rebuild. So what do you do? Well, we're in it now. Number one focus is pivot. You have to know what customers of yours are going to make it and what customers are not. And you've got to focus on the customers who are going to make it. You also have to focus on the products or services that are still relevant. 
or products and services you hadn't even thought of that might be relevant. We've got clients that are doing stuff today that they hadn't even thought about doing a few months ago, making masks, parts for ventilators, you name it parts for tents, isolation opportunity. There's all kinds of stuff that people need today. And you got to figure out what it is and figure out how you're going to make it or deliver it. I've just talked about products, but the same is true on the service side. I need advice on what to do. I need help with figuring out how to get my footprint larger in the marketplace. I need to better understand how to manage my finances. Those are all needs that people have today in a different way from six months ago. There are such unique challenges for a small business owner, and you identified some of them, but it seems that we had the economic downturn a decade ago that crippled entrepreneurship. It crippled people feeling comfortable going forward. We sort of got through that and then came the pandemic. For some of these folks, it just seems like one darn thing after another. It is one darn thing after another. We did an analysis for a client starting at the beginning of the pandemic, and I was actually astounded. They wanted to know how many crises we had been through in our 25 years, and it came out to eight. That's one every three years. Hurricanes, economic, business collapse. We lost the construction market for years. They come from all different places, and they're all individually black swans, things we would have never expected to see. But taken together, they just keep coming. Again, statistically, the numbers are not great for survival, but people are still driven to do it regardless of any of the other economic situations. What does it take for someone to put together a company and be successful? What kind of drive, initiative, what does it take internally for someone to be successful? There are actually some very specific attributes that are required. I'm in it, I'm on it, I'll make it happen. That level of responsibility, that willingness to multitask in the beginning, the ability to be optimistic and see forward and latch on to something and not give up. We see the single biggest driver of the success of any business in the startup and in the ongoing phase is the ambition and drive of the owner. The owner is the tent pole. And if the owner pushes hard, the tent will expand. If the owner gets scared, gets worried, gets sick, wants to step back, the tent collapses. And that person or potentially partnership, if they have the ability to define what the culture is of that organization, that really has an exponential impact not only on their employees, but then throughout the community as well. And it really is a driver of how successful they're going to be. When you talk about community, to me, this is why we do the work we do. Small businesses are essential to the well-being of our communities. They have employees and owners who contribute to Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and the church or the temple and play a role in the leadership of their local communities. And without them, if we just relied on corporate America, we wouldn't have that fabric. We have to figure out how to make sure these companies survive. And what scares me the most is right now, I don't think either 
our federal legislative or presidential bodies or the news media on the national basis are talking enough about the next round of bailout. So here's a really scary statistic. It came out of NFIB survey recently that of the companies that got PPP loans, the paycheck protection loans, there are 5 million and change that got loans. 20% of those, a million companies said they will be out of business in the next six months if they do not get help. Now the average company employs five people. And every time we lose a job, we don't lose one job. We lose three jobs to eight jobs. So think backwards to vendors that now don't have work. Think forwards to the consumers who don't spend money. So if we lose one company, five jobs, and that multiplies with an additional three jobs, we're talking about an additional 15 million on unemployment. We're already at 13 million. That takes us to 22 million. The Great Depression only got to 25 million. And we started working on surviving the Great Depression with the New Deal in 1933, 1934. We didn't get out of that until World War II in the 1940s. So here's the deal. Either we move rapidly now at the federal level as well as the state level, but the federal level is important because they're the only guys who can print money. We've got to move rapidly to provide support. I don't think we need to give away money. I think it needs to be loans, but it needs to be loans without qualifications and long paybacks. Three-year, five-year payback, forget it. We're talking 10 to 20-year payback. When we look at TARP, which was the program that was implemented by Congress to bail out the banks. Congress gave the banks a boatload of money and it took them 10 years to get it back, but they did. They got all their money back and they forced the banks to change their behaviors. What they made the banks do was they made them create a better balance sheet, more depth. I think we could use this time as an opportunity to do the same. We could change our tax policy for small business, and we could incent them with tax forgiveness to build up their reserves. Get from that one month of reserves to six months of reserves, they'll be able to survive pandemics themselves. We could do that. There's no reason we couldn't do that. Except for the partisanship and the fights in an election year. You because, probably knew it was not going to be a political conversation. Well, and, and, and I don't intend for it to be, but to your point. But it, and, is, it is inexcusable. But it, it's a matter of saying, and as you've just laid it out, this is not a partisan issue. This is an economic viability and survival issue. And the reason it's not getting done is because November 3rd is six weeks away. Do you have and we a, have a Supreme Court nominee in, in the fight, and that's taken all the air out of the room. And, and I'm most disappointed that, and I'm glad we're having this conversation because I am most disappointed at the national news media for letting go of this issue and not understanding its importance. Well, in a very similar way, there was a lot of focus on would we run out of money at the end of the fiscal year? Well, they passed it. Nobody knows it because it isn't controversial anymore. And now we've moved on to the, to the next shiny object, if you will. Here's something to really think hard about. These losses of business, I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. I don't care if you live in New York City 
or you live in some small town in middle America, this is going to hit everybody because vendors do business with companies all across this country. And when one company goes down, so does somebody else. When a consumer stops buying, they stop buying products and services that were made all over this country. So this is not at all going to be partisan. Well, let's end on a somewhat positive or aspirational note. And obviously there are some great success stories that you have helped create and craft along the way. What are some of your favorite examples of folks who have done well and have done well in a way that it can inspire others to either emulate or adapt the models or just to give them some confidence to say, yes, I can do it too? So I think the most successful clients we have are the guys who we said at the beginning of this, think about you're driving down a highway and you're in a rainstorm and the car in front of you puts on his brakes and your eye goes to those brakes. And by doing that, you lose sight of what's happening down the road that you've got to be paying attention to. You have to force your sight line way down the road and only to a limited degree, focus on the tactics of dealing with the brakes right in front of you. So we've got, we've got a client who is in the transportation industry and they pivoted from one set of clients who had completely stopped doing business on a dime to a set of clients who are saying, I got to get out of town and how do I do that? And the people who are trying to help get them someplace else. We have another client who has focused on providing resources to schools. They didn't have schools as clients when this started, but they had materials to make things for the schools and the schools are in need. We have another client who is focusing on how to create healthy environments and integrate into that food, exercise, emotional well-being. It's wrapping around people on a human level and creating for them opportunity and information that will help them survive. I think those are the people you want to be talking to. Is it difficult, lastly, for people who have the strong entrepreneurial spirit to where they say, I have confidence, I'm going to go on on my own, I have ideas, is it hard for them to then ask for help, ask for guidance, because they do have that focus of, I want to run my own business, I have a great idea. Is it hard for them to sometimes say, I do need a little help, not a bailout of any stretch, but I, I, I'm stuck and I need to get unstuck? I think the biggest problem that most small businesses have is not enough information on where to go and what's going to be right for them. So they've got a whole myriad of problems that they're trying to tackle, and they don't know which ones they should be tackling and which ones they should be getting help. One of the things I hear so much from companies that we talk to is, I didn't even know consulting was available for a company like mine. When you don't have the answer and you don't know where to go, that then starts multiplying in a person's head, doesn't it? Yeah. And then you get scared about, well, and I don't even know how to evaluate it or know who's good or who to trust. And and it, it becomes a challenge. The reality is you've got to try stuff and it probably isn't going to work necessarily well the first time. You might have to try a second time or a third time. The success comes from perseverance and 
So looking for solutions, looking for ways to get out of this box. I would say the one other thing I would say to business owners is partner up with other people. So don't try and go through this alone. There's no need to. Everybody's in this together. Open up the conversation. Don't be afraid to say, I'm struggling with some stuff and I could use some help. That's excellent counsel. I really appreciate the conversation on something so vitally important. So thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you very much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. And we at Strategy Leaders would love to do anything we can to help. Andy Gray of Strategy Leaders, a consulting firm that specializes in working with small businesses. More at strategyleaders.com. We connected via Zoom on September 24th. The Iowa Association of Business and Industry is a supporter of the Iowa Business Report radio program and podcast. The Iowa Business Report airs weekly on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa, with the podcast posted right here every week, along with additional IBR extras and IBR business profiles. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.